Oh, yeah. Can you believe it? We're back. It's the Joshua Project podcast. Man, it seems like it's been a while since I've actually said that. I had to slow down for a little bit and make sure I pronounced that correctly. And here today is a special guest right off the bat, my buddy, Pastor Allen. Oh, you can't hear me? Hey, I can hear him now. There he oh, is. Oh, weird. You cut out there at the beginning too for a second. Well, hey, this is the first podcast we put out in a number of years. Um, and so what a great honor and privilege it is to have Pastor Allen with us. Howdy, howdy. Good to be hey, here. Allen, so most people who would tune into the Joshua Project podcast know that I've been a pastor out in Livingston, Montana now for two and a half years. Um, dude, give us a quick little summary of who you are and where you came from. Hmm. Uh, well, I am originally from Southern California, um, pastor's kid all my life, you know, youth pastor. My dad has been a youth pastor for like, you know, about 45 or so years before he, you know, before he went all volunteer. Uh, and so he's now at, uh, at, uh, at First Baptist in Dallas. But uh, so I grew up, you know, in, in that in that kind of house, you know, raised going to church, born and raised going to church uh, in uh, in El Monte, you know, East L.A. area. Uh, and then uh, we moved to uh, Northern California for a few years and moved back down and went to I went to Cal Baptist and got my my bachelor's degree in arts, you know, in uh, Christian education or in, in Christian studies, rather. And then moved out to Texas, did my seminary work out there at Baylor. Second bears, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, you know, just uh, went uh, moved around a couple of bit. You know, after I finished my degree there, I moved to Seattle for a year long internship. Got married, moved around a few, you know here there, year there, you know, Idaho, and then ended up here about a little over two years ago. Uh, so yeah, just uh, it's kind of how we were drawn this direction. We just felt drawn to to this to, to the Gallatin Valley, and. Uh, yeah, loved, loved being here so far, and that's kind of my my upbringing uh, with with the faith, and just kind of even where I where I came from physically. So, and no, I'm not a surfer. And, and, <laughs> I never learned how to surf. And and, and kind of interesting. Um, my buddy Alan is the educated one, um, whereas <laughs> I'm not. Um, and so you actually went to cemetery. Yes, I, I went. To, I, I graduated from the cemetery. Uh, <laughs> so, so tell me, how did, how did seminary, um, equip you for the times that we're living in now? It didn't. No. Churches, <laughs> churches shut down. We're doing virtual church. We've all become televangelists yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it taught me, I mean, there was a, a true, so I went to Truett Seminary at, at Baylor and one of the things that they did, I mean, I felt they did really well. Um, was helping to have a lot of practical ministry. How do you practically minister? <laughs> not not like as you know, almost ministering or practically you're practically practically ministering to people, but <laughs> like in practice, like actually doing the practice and and ministering to people, listening to people, and that's kind of I think that's one of the the biggest things that's really helped prepare me for this was really what God did in my life during that time, which was showing me that the church is not a building. The church is not the, 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 you know, the coming to the service once, once a week. That is not church. The, the, the church is not a building. The church is the people. And how do we minister to and with people? 
And so everything that we learn, all the books that we read, as you can see, my library is full of books, you know. Um, <laughs> and you know, so with all the books that we read, what does it matter? You know, so what? So what? I read a book. You know, so what? I read something on community. So what? I read something on doing ministry with someone who's suffering. So what? And you know, the thing about the seminary that I went to was it was very practical had practicums, you know, of course we did case studies, but we also, part of it was this, I remember this one class that I, that I took called the Christian ministry had a lab and the lab was actually going into the hospital and um, you, we spent like three hours on the floor, basically as a chaplain going in with people we've never met before who had just had, you know, different procedures or who are dying of cancer, real life things going on. And so our practicum, our, our lab was going and doing the very ministry that we were reading about uh, on that kind of level of, you know, walking with people one-on-one, -on -one, having conversations like this, you know, not, not necessarily over, over the internet, but. <laughs> right. Such as you know, the times person. we live in. You know, and, and which so, mean, you know, this, these next couple of weeks, it could be, you know, with this whole coronavirus stuff, like, you know, going to the hospital and ministering with people from our churches that are suffering that are, you know, in these hospitals. Yeah. So and, that, at least at that point, yeah. So for all of our listeners that are just getting to meet Alan for the first time, you can see, you can hear that uh, he, he's, he's full of, of knowledge. And so, you know, I'm a firm believer that you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with the most. Mm. You want to be a gangster? Go ahead, man. I was just watching a uh, um, Aaron Hernandez documentary last night and uh, what a sad story of failed potential. Um, but, you know, it's almost like he wanted to be somebody who he wasn't and he found himself hanging out with the wrong people. And that was what he became. He, he became a prisoner uh, for the rest of his life. I enjoy surrounding myself with Alan and his family. And so we've given him a nickname and it's more throughout the couple of years that I've known Alan. It started off just as Google because he's a wealth of information, but then he likes to wear these funky shirts and he's got this shirt with pineapples all over it. So the kids had dubbed him Google SpongeBob. And so you're affectionately known around my house as such. Well, hey, I just want to, uh, we're just kind of like kicking off the podcast and welcoming people back. Um, but let's talk about uh, just just briefly, um, what are you guys doing during this time? Everybody who's listening to this is doing church differently. So you're pastoring in a church. Um, and what have you figured out in brief about new ways to do church? What are you doing and what is effective? Yeah. Um, I mean, the biggest thing is is going to the people where they're at, which is always our, you know, our, our goal, especially in the church is context, you know, wanting to do ministry in the context of where people are. I mean, Jesus himself went to the, went to the well, you know, he went to the well because he knew that's where people were. People gathered around gathering spaces. He went to the temple because that's where the people were. He went to the synagogue because that's where the people were. You know, he didn't just go to the top of a hill by himself and preach, you know, to the air, to the, to the you know, to the insects. You know, eventually he would preach in the wilderness because that's where the people themselves followed him. You know, he became in essence a watering hole, you know, a walking water watering hole because people followed him. But he went to where the people were um, because that's where his ministry was with. It's what his ministry has always been about is being with the people. Um, and so in our ministry here, like, so trying to figure out, okay, where are the people? 
they're here, right? They're scrolling social media. They're taking pictures and liking pictures. And, you know, they're, they're finding pictures in their camera roll of different colors right now. That's kind of the kick right now, right? No, 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 no. Um, participating different in those trends. games. Uh, I kind of, I, I might have done it. Yes, I, you, know, yes. post, you should go find it. Post you might, you might have went a little overboard there, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like going where the people are. And so right now the, the people are on social media. We're working hard. And so it's, it's like, okay, I can't really call all my guys in my men's group are all on, you know, they're all working, you know, cause they're all essential. They're all construction or somewhere. Yeah. You know, they're all, there's a lot of people still in our church that are working, but it's like, where can I go that I'm connecting with people that are not currently working? Um, you know, where are the people they're on social media? Uh, they're on their phone. So I can give them a call. I can get on zoom and zoom has been a great platform uh, to connect with different people. We connected our small group our men um, on, on zoom. And we had like eight guys on, on zoom. I was like, Oh my gosh, all of you guys showed up. Half of you guys are like, you guys just got a smartphone. And, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, so like, pretty cool. Awesome. We did a zoom the other night and we had uh, people from Hawaii, people from California, people from mm -hmm. Montana. And it was just a time of gathering. And so I realized this the <laughs> other day, I was talking to my buddy on the phone and I thought, dude, why don't we FaceTime? Why don't we zoom? And yeah. it just drew me closer in conversation to my buddy when I could actually look at his face and yeah. it brought a bit of connection rather than just a phone call. Right. Now, one of the things that we've experienced with like the older um, population in our church is they don't have a smartphone. They don't, they don't even have internet at their house or a computer. And so we've kind of gone back to um, the days of old, kind of like what you were saying, it's right here. They, they have it in their hand. This particular person doesn't even have it in his hand, it's hanging on a wall. So we <laughs> yeah. have to literally call the landline and check up on um, huh. one of our members. Sending out letters in the mail, um, we've been doing that. And then learning how to send mass emails or mass text messages without being a group text you know right. like my whole family god bless them i love them uh they are in this group text right now and it's like every day every other day they're sending pictures of what they're having for food for dinner and and i've silenced myself on there and if my family's listening i love you guys man i don't care about what you're eating i want to know like <laughs> what are you guys doing are you guys playing a game tonight are you painting something are you doing a puzzle yeah. um i may have be being doing i may be the culprit of that in my own family <laughs> yes, and, hey, just just a word to the wise nobody likes a group text i like a group text you, you, you just don't like a group text. Okay, maybe it's just me. Perhaps it's just me. And yeah, and I sh I shared with my family what I'm eating. I, I just baked, baked some white bread the other day or la last night. So you know, <laughs> I was proud of my accomplishments. Yeah, it sounds racist to me. <laughs> like, look what I made. I didn't go out to eat. You know. <laughs> well, hey, uh, one of the things that I would like to put out there that uh, we're doing as a church family is every night at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, every night from 7 p.m. to 7.01, we're praying against this coronavirus. We're praying for God to heal not just our land, but the world. And we're praying for a revival to sweep across the land. So do it at 7 o'clock your time. Coincide your time to Mountain Time. 
and join us as we pray together corporately for an end to this virus. Uh, lastly, is there anything that you guys are particularly doing uh, that we can join in on? Um, yeah, we, we, you know, we have, uh, you know, our morning coffee with Alan. So kind of like this, I just, you know, I throw on zoom and have it broadcasting to Facebook live so people can, you know, join on that. It's, it's about, you know, syncing up to talk about what's going on in our lives or, you know, thinking out prayer, what the Lord is teaching us, you know, talk, we, that's why I do it in the morning over coffee. My wife and I have a time when we first wake up where we're having coffee and just sitting in our recliners talking to each other about the day and talking about what the Lord is teaching us. And so I figured, Hey, let's, you know, I, I do it with, with my wife to create relationship. You know, why, why not do it with, with people over the internet? Like, you know, using this to be relationally intentional, which is one of our, our values at shift. Um, you know, we're joining in the same thing with that seven o'clock prayer every, every night, uh, praying for the end of the coronavirus for God's kingdom to come you know, even in the midst of it, it's not that, you know, God's kingdom is inhibited because of the coronavirus. It's God can create, you know, can, can uh, create opportunities for his kingdom to come in powerful ways because of this situation going on. So as we're wanting to join in with his heart for what does God want to do through this? What is the good that he wants to, to bring on the other side of the, you know, in the midst of this and on, and on the other side of this? Hey, that's, that's a good word right there, Alan. One of the things that we speak about in the Joshua Project is opportunities come and opportunities go. And right now, more than ever, each and every one of us, man, I believe this, we all have opportunities in front of us now. Hmm. Whether that's evangelizing to our family, um, our neighbors, uh, whether that's just being more devoted in our study and in our prayer and in our fasting, what are you doing, my friends? <clears throat> opportunities come and opportunities go. So would you seize the opportunity that is right in front of you? And until next time, I think uh, I'm going to invite Father Alex to come uh, do a podcast with us. So look forward to that next podcast. And until then, my friends, it's good to be back with you. Would you be well? And would you love one another? <laughs>